When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at TheRealCherry.com. What's up, Cherry's World Podcast? I am Cherry Johnson. My co-host is Mr. Courtney Blackman. If you are a regular viewer, then you know that one of my favorite authors is Marcus Positive Parker, and he has the book Find the Lie and Fix the Problem. Well, today he is back, and we are also going to touch on his book, but not just his book. He has a new workbook coming out, and it teaches emotional intelligence. Unfortunately, a lot of people in our community do not learn emotional intelligence until they are either released from prison or a detention center. This is a workbook that I've been working on myself. I think it is a wonderful tool. I will be using it in my homeschool. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Marcus Positive Parker. And we are going to talk about tools for emotional healing today. I think our community needs a lot of emotional healing as every community. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. We are going to kind of go through this workbook together and I am going to share some of my personal pages with you. The only podcast coming through your beat stereo is Cherry's World, so let's go around like a merry-go. Plug your phone in, make sure it got a full battery. Download it Wednesday, listen to it Saturday. She cover all topics, whatever you after. She got ball players, authors, doctors, actors, rappers, singers, entrepreneurs, divas, leaders, androids or Apple, turn up your speakers. Trying to shoot my shot like the vaccine, whether it's Cherry or Maxine, whether the podcast or acting, she that queen. PYT, you know what that means. Saw you on TV and touch the screen, touch on you. I plead, Lil C's got a crush on you. It'll mean the world to get a blush from you. Teaspoon to me, leave you sleep like Robert Tussin. Hey, uh, well, well, I'll let Cherry start. No, 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 go ahead. Now, I'm just gonna say, like, like how do you stay so positive all the time? <laughs> like, man, <laughs> say, you know what? It's been a long time, I've been through a lot of stuff, right. I went through a lot, a lot, a lot of negative stuff. And along the way, I just learned how to focus. You know what I mean? And in going through, like, uh, for Cherry, like, uh, if we say this in Family Matters terms, I was, I'm from Port Arthur, Texas, right? But I was like, the, I wasn't like hard or nothing. I was like the Steve Urkel of Port Arthur, right? So, you know, I, uh, I was always a geek. Always like a real nerd, loving how to fix on stuff, learning the, you know, electronics and whatnot. So when I joined, when I finished high school, I went to the Air Force. And while there, I started being, I was like there, you know, Mr. Fix-It. You know what I mean? And so, you know, moving on, I started learning, man, how is it that I could fix electronics, but I can't fix emotions? Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Like I work on these multi-million dollar machines that that were made from people's minds, from the emotions of people. But why is it that I can't fix people? And so that's the part, man, that it just took me for a loop because no matter how successful I could get, you know, I went through many ups and downs and all of that, but I could never, and I mean, never figure out like how it was, uh uh-oh, (laughs) <laughs> I see you. We had another guest on, and I meant to change my clothes, but I didn't have time, so I had to do it with you here. Okay. You look comfortable, by the way. Love it. Dope. Dope. <laughs> Good. So, you know, so, Courtney, I started thinking, man, I went back to school. You know, I'm like, motivation. That's right. <laughs> so I went back to school at 40, and I started search, researching, like, uh, emotional intelligence. And I just got so, 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 so like turned on by the thought of you can actually figure this stuff out. Right. I mean, it's like so I just took all everything I learned as a technician and tried to learn how to troubleshoot human emotion. And that's where Find the Life, Fix the Problem came from. 
the book, I mean, the workbook and the, I don't know if y'all heard the song yet. Yeah. Did you happen to hear it? So I wrote a song called The Emotion Technician mm -hmm. and uh, it'll be out on Spotify next week, but it just kind of, you know, talks about like how I'm trying to fix stuff. And I wanted to show everybody on Sherry's World how to fix their emotions. Y'all ready? Can we can we slow down really quickly and just go back to emotional intelligence? Because okay. I think that is something that's really important. It's not taught in our community at all. Unfortunately, the only time that our young men and women know anything about emotional intelligence is before they leave a detention center or before they're released from prison. Right. Exactly. And that's sad, but it definitely feeds into like that uh, school to prison pipeline mentality. Right. Because when people think about fixing their emotions, what do they reference? Music, television. So it's like if you tell me something. You know, I'm a, I'm a snap. Don't 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 you know, don't trust me. Don't take. Don't test me. Nobody teaches people to take a step, take a second and think about, you know, what exactly you have going on. And I said it in the song, like, listen to comprehend, not just to reply. Like a lot of times we're listening. We're letting somebody finish just because we already working on our comeback. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, what are you really trying to say? How can you, you know, can you explain to me what's really going on? And, you know, Courtney, I use it a lot at home for my wife. You know, it's not that I don't ever have issues and never argue because we can get into it. But I truly stop every time we get into a little spat and say, sometimes I might come back and say, baby, you know what? I apologize. I found a lie about what you were saying. You know, when you said this, it triggered me and I thought about this, this and this. But when I really thought about it, I was feeling some kind of way about something that wasn't real. So I apologize. So we usually get along pretty good because that's how I handle it. That's how we handle it. That's dope. Because, like, uh, I mean, you could tell that you just keep a positive attitude that you could just do anything from, like, you know, you got the books. And you put out the music, like the Be Happy song. Like, what was that? That was that, what, 2020, 2021? 21, yeah, I yeah. choose happy. Yeah, I choose happy. Like, yeah, that, went, that went crazy for you. You did good numbers in that thing, right? Uh, You know, okay, I, I have to say, thanks to you guys, uh, Cherry put a post of her and Soleil, I believe, during when Punky Remix was coming out, a reboot. That's mm. Huh? I said, that's Courtney's brain. I can't take the credit for that. That's okay, Courtney. it's always Courtney. I'm sorry, Courtney. That was a smart <laughs> move because that uh, that definitely, you know, got like 50,000 something, you know, views. And I'm watching it. I know that what I do is not like the popular thing because you won't talk about it at a club and it won't be something that you will, you know, use for dating or nothing. But... When people get in their own space and everybody does at some point in life, you realize that you got to figure these problems out yourself and you can't go to the next person because they have a different perspective than you. I like that you said happiness is your choice. I, I, I don't know where I read it. It might have been from you. That okay. emotion is a five minute uh, thing that happens and then you choose after that how you handle it. Did that come from you? That wasn't mine. Okay. I, <laughs> I can't take credit for it, but I appreciate that. I, say, I don't know. Your stuff is sitting right here. So it okay. could oh, look, you. She got the book and the workbook. Hey, look, I, I'm honored. I do. And people ask me all the time because they're like, you always smile. You always try to look on the bright side. How do you do it? And I say, it's a choice. You know, absolutely. People die. I get pissed off. I'm passionate about everything. Right. Um, but I have five minutes to deal with my emotions. And then after five minutes, I tell myself, okay, Cherry, do we deal with the rest of the day like this? Or are we just going to make a choice to move on and be happy? And I just right. choose to be happy. Absolutely. And it's like so, so many times we, if we act out of emotion, like say someone says something, you may have misinterpreted what the person was trying to say, but before you can, you know, process that, you've already pulled out your daggers and you said something that you can't take back. I did it today. 
I did it today on to a sister on um, Instagram, and I had to apologize. Okay. Because I wrote a post about the of uh, the Bel Air, right? I was gonna say the Fresh oh. Prince, but that, that's not what it is anymore. Yeah. And she, a man was on there, and he said he doesn't like the fact that um, Carlton and Hillary are dark skin. So I read that and I got irritated because he was a black man. And I'm like, colorism is such an ugly thing that goes on in our community. And then she had written right below it. And it said, I don't like the fact they made Carlton dark where when I read it, I interpreted that she was speaking of color, but she was speaking of his character. Right. Right. But Because of the frame of mind that I was in, it had nothing to do with her, but the frame of mind that I was in, I misinterpreted it and I went off. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, no, this ain't gonna be the second person on my post talking about color. Let me come to your defense on that. You sure she just didn't change that up once, once, once you got in? uh, Because, because to me, like, why would you use that word dark when when you're talking about Carlton's character? I know this off subject, Marcus, but I just all good. Yeah, I come to my homegirl defense on this one. I think she might be trying to run one on you. Well, I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt because I started my period today. (laughs) My emotions are high. I'm passionate about my people. And people do say a dark character. She just didn't write the word character. So she inboxed me and she said, I wasn't talking about his color. I was talking about, you know, the content of his character. And I had to go back and apologize. And I was like, I'm sorry, that's my bad. Right. I had read this one and then I read this other one. And so I had to calm myself down and realize, mm. oh, you wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> you wrong. Well, that's it. That's big of you to even be able to stop and do that because most people can't. Like, we may change the argument, like start arguing about something else, like looking at their posts to see something that we can legitimately argue about or whatever. But to just stop and say, you know what? I was wrong. Man, I took it this way. That Salute to you. Like if that was my five minutes, my five minute emotions was high. And then I had to realize that was my interpretation. Right. This right. Said, That's not what she meant. And she's a beautiful young, like, I'm not going to beef with her. for Exactly. I got you. I got you. Hey, what you doing? Uh, what you doing for Father's Day this year? Because uh, Happy Father's Day was dope. Uh, was it? Was that last year? That was last year. You okay, know, yeah. uh, so look, my little Father's Day give. You remember, like, my wife got uh, at least Neil. She did one of the little cameo deals that she sent, you know, Happy Father's Day to me. And, you know, she's one of my, uh, you know, boyhood crushes and whatnot. So that was dope. You know what I mean? But this year, I don't know. I got to, you know, she's in there. Hopefully uh, I can get something, you know, going with her. You know what I'm saying? You going to put another, but, tr- another track out? Uh, yeah, I, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know about the song, but I, I got to get Courtney to hear the emotion technician. Is there a way we could play it? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you send the MP3, it'll come through cleaner. Okay. And Courtney will play it, right? Courtney. Oh yeah, I'll put it, yeah, I'll put it on the show. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Is it let's see if I can do that. I got a lot of stuff going on here. Before we get to the workbook, can we get to the gear? I have on a motivation sweatshirt. Yeah. And it is made by ours truly. Where can they find the gear at? You know what? Like, so the, the motivation, I haven't been making the, the clothes as much. I'm trying to make them like, um, like, uh, what would you call it? Antiques now. Right. Cause I used to put like the motivation across the chest and I got a bunch of, you know, people. And then I started putting them like, so the ones that went down were really like my, I was making those like almost like the custom, but I sent it to you because I wanted you to have it. I was gonna say, but I love them because they're actually really good quality. Like the t-shirts are great quality. Your sweatshirt is nice and cozy and soft. Okay, yeah, I uh, I made all of those like come from outside of the lab. I'm not sure if y'all can see behind all the junk here. That's the the t-shirt machine is right there. We got the shrink wrap machine over there, right under the the motivation and whatnot. So all of that stuff that just from the stress phone, everything was manufactured yeah. right here in the motivation lab. I yeah. love it. You I just sent us a lot of stuff. The stress phone, I forgot about that. The stress phone, the uh, stress phone. happy yeah. father's day. And, uh, but like, you know, I like, was it happy father's day? You made a commercial for that um, or a drop for that. And, and you had the girls twerking on there to sell it. Remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm trying to do something different. Because everything is TikTok now. Yeah. See, when I started with the book, 
you know, people would tell me like the I started rapping because of the the teachers and principals and stuff, right? Because I would go speak and the kids would well, they would get it, but they were like, man, if you rapped, man, they would really get into it. So that's how I started doing it. And so, you know, when what was doing, I was doing CDs at first, and then it got to where everything now is about TikTok. So if I can't, I go and I find people, I send the songs to a bunch of folks, and if they come back dancing or whatever, I always, you know, post it and use that. Because yeah. if, if they're going to do something to it, that's how you can rack up your streams these days. Right, right. That is real. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. The worst book. I, I want to know where is this available at? Where can they find the Find the so, Line Fix the Problem book? Find the Line Fix the Problem. The workbook is on Amazon. It's also on Ingram for any like teachers and the people who order for schools and libraries. It's also an Ingram distribute distributors. And as well as the book is there too. Did you like it? Okay, so like not only did I like it, but I've started working on myself. Okay. And, okay. and it's what I think is great is you start off with learning um, to be yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go through page by page because I don't want to give everything away. Right. But I think this is an excellent thing for my seven-year-old was actually doing it with me. She's very intelligent. She's okay. in the fifth grade. Okay. So unfortunately, she doesn't have a chance to maybe identify with herself, okay. with her friends, because she plays with younger kids. But then, you know, her peers are 10 to 12. Gotcha. Maturity level is totally different. So we started talking about learning to be yourself. Mm -hmm. because kids learn to take on the identity of, you know, if this group likes Roblox, they like Roblox. Yes. If this group likes LOL dolls. You know, they take that on. So I started doing that with her. And when I asked her, what does it mean to be yourself? She paused and she said, mommy, you know, sometimes that's really hard. And I said, why? And she said, well, like, and I won't name the kids, but she said, like, when I'm with such and such, I'm only seven. Right. And they're talking about, like, boys and right. girls. And she's like, I kind of think that's weird. And I said, but you don't have to talk about that. Even if you're with them, you can just kind of sit there and listen. She right. said, sometimes I agree, but I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> Uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and so we had this whole conversation about she can just listen and learn and observe and that's okay she doesn't have to agree or right. disagree right about that being herself so I think that's wonderful because a lot of people I I'm I was lucky I think I'm one of those people who've always known exactly who I was okay right but there's people who they don't find themselves until their 30s Right. They don't know what truly makes them happy or their identity. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like it takes forever to get over what the world has put on you. Like, huh. for example, you find somebody, they might be, oh, you know, I'm West Coast. What, what does that mean? Right. Hey, I'm, I'm from the South. I'm, you know, I'm East Coast all day long. I'm and so how do you arrange that with the person that you are? How do you, you know what I mean? And like, for me, I started looking at it like, all I want to be is happy, right? That's it. That's all I, that's all I shoot for day to day. I want to be happy. When I have a problem, I work on it. Every day I wake up with a to-do list and I work on it. If something bothers me, if I get a trigger, like if something is said and I say, whoa, immediately I stopped right then. Where did that come from? Do you see what I mean? Like, where did that feeling come from? Because you know how we'll hear people talking and something will be said and it'll trigger something and then they just go off. So I'm going to tell you my trick, how I bond with my wife. She's into reality TV, right? So I use reality TV as a case study so I sit there and I'll like find the line, fix the problem. When I'm watching people, I'm like, oh, look, he's going to say this. Watch, because he gestured when this was said or 
And, you know, and I've gotten so good at it that and she'll like pause it, go back. How did you know that? You know what I mean? And it's like, well, I don't have a script. I'm just watching things and I'm paying attention. Right. So I'm trying to uh, send this thing to you. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm I'm over here, Courtney. I don't know if you have the notebook in front of you, but he talks about battling negativity, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he said that his wife watches reality TV, so does my mama. Mm-hmm. But I can't take it. Like I go in the room with my mama when it's on, and two minutes later, I swear to God, I think my blood pressure goes up. Right. <laughs> so loud talking, the chaos, my spirit, I just can't handle it. Right, right. <laughs> I think uh, I read somewhere like when after um, the Punky Brewster show, I don't know if it was you that said it, but somebody like, if I'd have threw a couple drinks at somebody, maybe, you know, the show would I said renew. It. But I would it. never say anything like that. I totally said it. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's interesting. And so I kind of look at it like with my music. The books and the music that I've made can be beneficial and help a whole lot of people if they were willing to give it a shot. But I believe that it will always remain kind of like on an underground, like, you know, people will find it here and there. I don't think it'll ever be mainstream. Like, you know, I might be one of those guys that generation after we're all gone, somebody will, you know, fire up the Marcus, uh, you know, library and started listening to it. So basically you think it's like therapy for black people. It's not mainstream, but we are coming into. We're coming slowly, but surely, you know, over the last years, think about it. The last years, Ayanla fixed my life. Uh, AJ um, from house party. Yeah. She has a, a life coach show. Um, and it's a few others, but yeah, we're looking more into mental health. And we're starting to, you know, realize that we have to work on that. Just like we got to work on our bodies, you know, if we want to be in shape, we have to work on our mental health if we want to be at peace. And that's one thing I can say. I don't raise my voice too much in life. I I, I look for that peace and I stay there. If there's an argument to be had, let's talk this out. Please. Rising above the circumstances. Mm. Rising above your circumstances. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a little Absolutely. Um, like, how many people, like, we identify ourselves as we were told we were. Like you said, so many of our kids, like, in L.A., I had family from, like, L.A. And you know how if you're born on this block, you may be associated. So the first thing you start to rep is your affiliation, your... Your so- neighborhood. Your neighborhood and this is who I am and I'll take that you know everywhere now what if you know there was a big flood I mean think about how you know people move from place to place I mean are we gonna rep Alaska one day you know what I mean like I'm joking over here but no, I feel you it's like you know how many things have to go on for us to identify I mean to feel who we are like where I'm, I mean, nobody has done like this much music that hadn't gone platinum yet. And I think I might be on number song number 70, right? Nobody has written this many books, well, that I know that, you know, that didn't make the, the New York Times bestseller yet or whatever, you know. And I'm just going to keep on doing me because it, may, it leaves me at peace. You know, I'm happy if. Uh, you know, if you've ever had a near-death experience and you start looking at your life and saying, man, what didn't I do? Yeah. You know, what didn't I say? And every day when I go in the, in the studio, I know people don't like my voice and I know that my raps are not, that will never be, you know, mainstream at a club, but... Oh, no, no, goes, no, 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 sir, please stop. Uh-oh, uh-oh, please. are we manifesting it? Yeah. He said we'll never be your tongue. There's so much power right there. That was going to be my next uh, thing. But the expectation versus reality. What I'm trying to say is I'm happy and I'm super, super content at the people. Like I'll get messages. People will say like, you're me and my grandmother's favorite rapper. Like, wow. I ain't never heard that like that before. How can I be you and your grandmother's 
Yeah, they can listen to it with their grandma and not have to worry about, you know. You right, gotta, but you that, remember that a lot says of grand- something. Yeah, you know, a lot people, of gra- a lot of grandmas and uh, you got to remember a lot of grandmas in their forties now. So right, right, exactly, exactly. That's true. It's not like you know, Big Mama from back in the day. You know what That's I mean? Right. But now, um, you know, but I get messages from time to time, and people will say like, "Man, don't stop, man. You don't know how you inspired me, man." And it'll be like, you know, and I like sit. Or people will often tell me. Why don't you promote this? This is good. And I'm like, well, you know, I know that people think like when you have a book that somehow Oprah gets this hotline call and says, hey, here it is. But no, it's very, very hard work to promote anything. And, you know, I just, you know, try to do it with a smile. And I don't, I I would be happy if the music just went viral and everything. But what I'm saying is I'm equally as happy if it never did in my lifetime. I'm good. Hey, how'd you feel um, last year? I believe that was last year when uh, I think it was Cherry's cousin, Dr. Johnson, came on our show and uh, spoke very highly of you and how much you motivated him. I really, really, I appreciate that brother so much. I sent him a message. As a matter of fact, I sent him some workbooks, uh, you know, and just, I mean, it feels it feels good, man, because anytime somebody can look at what you're doing and, fe- and find some level of appreciation in it, that, yeah. that always feels good, always. You know, and I, I've appreciated you guys. Let me put it out there that you guys have been so instrumental for me. I thank you since the very, I remember the very first post, this was like maybe three years ago that you were putting out saying that you were gonna start the podcast. And I thought it was a great idea then. And I think it's still awesome to this day. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when you talk about the podcast in three years ago, so many other people are doing the same thing that Courtney and I are doing now. And so many people that I know have gotten into the business since we started your book. It says, why it's not good to compare your situation or your circumstances with others. Right. This day and age, when everybody is on social media, people are comparing their bodies, they're comparing their hair, they're comparing their faces, they're comparing where they are in their life at a certain age. Right. What is the best thing that you could tell? Because I wrote my little paragraph and how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I just said that my walk and my journey is like no others that I know. Nobody started where I started. Nobody will end where I end. Our families and our situation and circumstances are all different. There is only one Cherry Johnson in this world. So there's no reason for me to compare my walk with anybody else. And there's room for all of us. That's what I wrote. Yes, absolutely. Because what happens is it's almost like everybody's life is a movie, Right. right? Your life is a movie. My life is a movie. And it's like what we do is we like to go walk into the movie theater, you know, when the movie's halfway over, basically. So when you're looking at somebody else's life and them celebrating their victory or them celebrating, you don't know what stage you are. You don't know what time the movie started. You just right. walked in. You don't know how long they've been working on this thing. And so with that, use it to inspire yourself instead of because comparison. My daughter always says comparison is a thief of joy. Hmm. And, and it's the truth. And it's like, unfortunately, social media kind of, it kind of pushes that narrative in a way because you're always looking and somebody is always only putting their, their highs. You never really catch the lows because we're trying to sell our, you know, the highs that we're going through. And honestly, that's why on this last song, I used a cartoon. I didn't even put my face on it or nothing because I didn't want like, if somebody had a thing against me, like maybe you don't like bald head black dudes for whatever reason, I don't want that to stop the message that I put into that song. I'd rather you just, you know, go with uh, the cartoon because you don't have any preconceived notions about the cartoon guy. How old is your daughter? Oh, so y'all have four kids. So uh unique story there. So, I've been married twice. 
I'm on my second marriage now. So I have a 26, a 20, a 10, and a three. So I've been a I've been a dad pretty much my entire adult life. You know what I mean? So there's somebody who's been in that formative stage, you know, since I was in my early 20s, right? So uh, it's kind of made me, um, it's made me understand sacrifice a lot. You know what I mean? Because when you're in that role, you're always, somebody always needs something. So, you know, I try to, um, you know, just be the best dad that I could be. You know what I mean? I'm not a traditional dad at all. Like I, I'm clown with them. You know, I'm really, I try to be more of a, of a, I won't say a friend because a lot of times people don't like that term. But what I'm saying is I try to not be like, sometimes we act like parents came ascended from above and that they're not real humans and that they don't go through the same stuff that everybody else goes through. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in life, we all got the same, we see through our eyes, but sometimes, uh, you know, when I see a pretty girl walk by, I think I see I, I see beauty and I can recognize that. But discipline is what teaches me not to act on what I see. You with me? Yeah. I'm, I see I'm, a nice car. I'm totally with you. <laughs> right. I see somebody with a nice car. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I can like it and admire it, but I don't have to go buy it to prove that I can or do nothing like that. You know, it's like. When people find their own contentment, it's like you you cannot be stopped. I mean, truly, because uh, Jim Carrey, I think, said it. He was like, when you fall in love with yourself, you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, or or you fall in love with being around yourself or you get content in your own skin. It kind of makes it hard to go out and just, you know, look for acceptance from others. Hey, uh, so. You know, with you being so positive and, you know, and uh, always keeping a great spirit. Well, if you had a chance to talk to Kanye West right now, what would you tell him? Oh, you know what? I would just listen. If I, if, I would, if I could talk to him seriously, I would just sit down and listen. So tell me what's on your mind. Because, see, I can jump into some of the little things that I've heard he did and, and say it, but I don't know the origin. So I would just start with, tell me the backstory, brother. Tell me, you know, how did you get to this place? Mm. That would be how I would approach that. How about you? How, how would I approach it? How would you approach it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> I, I'd rather not say on this show <laughs> what okay. I would say. Because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not where you at in life, uh, Marcus. I'm not a positive. I'm not this positive, happy-go-lucky guy like you. I would probably, you know, ask him, what'd you expect? That's what I would probably, that's. I got you. I got you. But But remember though, like comparison is the thief of joy. Like just because I would say something, but I'd have to go back and take you through finding out who your dad was when you were 17. That's how my story started out. Finding out that, you know, I knew my dad all my life. He was my baseball umpire, but I didn't know that he was my biological father. So I had to adjust to that. You know what I mean? Um, So going through bankruptcy, foreclosures, repossessions, and I mean, being indicted, going through all those things throughout life. And so that's the roadmap. How I got here is all about those things behind me. You know what I mean? That I was getting through so i forgot who said it um like when you see a big rock it's a beautiful sculpture underneath that rock you just gotta sit there and and, you know what i mean get off all the parts you don't need right so i try to in my life get rid of the parts that i don't need the stuff that doesn't serve me i keep you know i keep away and it's no i have no district i mean no uh, I disrespect no one because I realize once you start looking at yourself, I don't have a lot of stuff to tell nobody else, man. Working on Marcus is a full-time job. It is. There you go. You know, and these little ones that Marcus got, you know, and maintaining a good relationship, that's a full-time job. I, so I rarely judge folks because I know that I don't know the story. Because mm-hmm. when somebody sees me, like, I'll be out somewhere. And people will stop me and they may say, you play football? 
No, I don't. You play sports? No, I don't. Never has, I'm 47 years old and you know nobody has ever walked up to me and said, I bet you a, a speaker, I bet you wrote about five books and probably got 60 or 70 motivational rap songs. That's never happened. Hey, you know what's crazy? I've had people walk up to me and ask, ask me a wide range from have I committed crimes to one time I was on a Sunday, a, a white couple asked me, have I, was I a pastor? And right. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, the night before, someone thought I was going to rob a bank. And this, <laughs> and this morning, someone thinks I'm a, I'm a preacher. Well, I guess some, some will say a preacher and a bank robber are the same, but you know. Oh, man. No. But you know, the funny thing about it, what they were doing was projecting people that you reminded them of. <laughs> so they saw a preacher that looked like you. And so immediately when they said, you know what? Are you a preacher? You know, or... Unfortunately, they were watching some crime show and saw a bank robber that looked like you. And then they say, hey, but what I'm saying is I may look like an athlete, you know, but nobody has ever projected that you thought that I got to a place in my life where I realized that I had to grow and that I wanted to share with other people what I had learned along the way. Why I never I've never been accused of that one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because because it's not common, yeah. right? So, you know, I just try to roll with the punches, man, and just you know, staying positive. That thing is is really good because, like I said, man, you don't want those triggers to eat you up, right? Be around somebody, and when they're watching something or seeing something, and then they'll automatically jump fly. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Did you get the song? Yeah, I got you. You want us to play it during the show, right? Like right now? Oh yeah, if you want to, if you'd like oh, okay. to. Okay, I thought you meant to play it. In. But I can ask you a question. So, um, you said that uh, Elise Neal was like yeah. somebody you had a huge crush on. Growing Absolutely. up, I always thought her and Cherry was like related or not the same person. Did you ever get that, Cherry? Oh, no. You, Elise, you never got you and Elise Neal was like. No. Wow. Really? You know, I liked a uh, Veil song. That that y'all's intro rap, man, oh, he killed it on that thing. He really did. Man, and, he uh, really appreciate hearing that, man. That's my that's oh, like yeah. my friends. Thank you. My my buddy, uh, Mr. Mayberry, would always tell me whenever we hear a nice verse, he would tell me, "Hey, did I leave my notebook at your house?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when I heard Vale's verse, I, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Hey, bro, did I leave my notebook over at your house? Because he not only did he kill it, but he was also speaking the truth. I think Cherry, truly every young man, particularly brother man, growing up in our age group had a crush on you for multiple years. Oh, yeah. That is very sweet. That is truth, though. It's true. We all in the same boat, right? Yeah, no doubt. Very sweet. And yeah. how does that feel to you when you hear that now growing up? Because you were just a person, right? Living your life. You didn't know or couldn't see all the millions of homes you were broadcasted into and the people who knew you. It's really like weird for a few reasons. One, I have always been a little socially awkward, like knowing that I should have had a little bit more, you know, oomph about myself. It should have okay. put a little power in my head. We didn't have social media back then. Right. You know, so we were kind of in a box. Right. Literally. You had no idea that people all across the world knew you. No, not at all. I mean, when you would go places, like I knew we were popular, depending upon where we were right then. But then men don't necessarily approach. They approach the women around me. I've never been the girl with the short dress on, really. I was the girl in the club with the coat on because it was cold outside. So I wasn't going to leave my coat in the car and freeze for nobody. So I was never really the overly, like, you know, maybe sexualized girl. Gotcha. So I didn't get that attention. Okay. And so to hear it now, it's kind of like, really? Right. Well, why was dating so hard? Why <laughs> were you guys nice to me? I but I, I'd imagine that you not being the short skirt girl probably added to why the guys loved you so much anyway. It's just that, you know, we were in this weird space where they didn't know how to project that information over. You know, to say, I see all of these wife potential uh, qualities in you. 
Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't. I couldn't say that I was wifey. But I had, you know, some some little clothes on at times. But um, I've always been a tomboy. Okay. And so I probably didn't portray myself like maybe such a lady because I'm a little boyish. I'm I'm, I'm mannish at times. I got you. I got you. Courtney, so you look like wifey material. But a nice date would have been nice, you know? Right, right. Well, look, if you're ever in Dallas, you're more than welcome. Both of you guys, you know, look me up. Give me a holler. You know, we got some, we can whip up some gumbo or something for you when you get here. That's we got that you. Dallas. We got you. I got a lot of people in Dallas, too. I got a lot of people in Dallas. Hey, oh, but you know what? Before we get to the song, I got to show you how to fix the emotions. I got a formula for this. Okay. Oh, please. Oh, wait, do I need to take notes? Oh, uh, well. Because um, I have a note section in my workbook. I'm just wondering. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, go ahead and do it how you want to do it. So, look, this is what happens, Courtney. Now, think about every time somebody goes through any kind of emotional problem, what's the first thing that happens? Like, let's use the obvious. Somebody says, my partner cheated. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we start doing this. We'll start thinking of all these million and one things like was the other person better looking? Was it you know, when did it happen? How long was it going on? What We got all of these things going and it turns into five thousand over five thousand things that are going through our mind. And we can't process that the same way that you know how your computer starts doing that when you open up too many screens. Yeah. That's what happens to us as people. We're sitting there in our computer. I mean, we're just right. So you'll find that person there in this crazy place in life because I'm processing all of those things. When we need to break it down, there's only two factors. Expectation over reality. That's it. You got only these two things to worry about. So you said my expectation was that my partner wouldn't cheat. My reality was my partner cheated, right? So you can't change the reality. The only thing you could do is find the lie and the lie always is in the expectation. So then you go back and you start thinking the true thing that we need to figure out is what made me think that this person wouldn't cheat. And so now I'm finding the lie in my reality. So when you start thinking deeper, what happens is it'll be like, oh, well, I know that they wouldn't cheat because when me and that person started messing around, they were with somebody then and they said they would never cheat on me. Okay. Oh. So what you just said was, that person you cheated on, you were cheating with this person before the situation started, but now we're all worked up behind the same thing happening. And that's, that's just one example. My buddy didn't give me back the money I loaned him. Okay, let's go back. We'll say, he knows I need my money. He knows this is this. We got all of these million things, but we need to simplify it. Like in math, you'll never see a math problem in, in like, 250 over 1,000. No, they'll simplify it and it'll be one fourth. Mm -hmm. So if you go expectation and reality, and that's all you worry about, that it's always going to be that equation. So my buddy didn't give me my money back. Oh, my expectation was that my buddy would give me the money back. The reality was he didn't give it back to me. Now, what made me think that the person who didn't have no money when he had borrowed it from me was going to be prepared to give it back. And see, then you start looking and realizing that, wow, maybe I'm my problem, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes I am the problem. So if I'm trying to find how I contribute to the problems in my life, oh man, it's smooth sailing all the way. You know what I mean? Because you're not vulnerable to what other people have going when you start thinking to yourself, hmm, expectation and reality. That's all I'm worried about. What is my expectation and why do I expect this, right? 
And you, if you change that narrative and bring that conversation up to people, you will find that like everybody always goes, hmm. You know what? I did, you know what I mean? He was a lying, cheating dog when I met him. You know what? She was at the club with her homegirl cheating when I met her. Hey, you know what? My buddy used to take money from people all the time. What was I? You know, because maybe what you really want in life is just to complain. Oh, maybe so, you see what I mean? Does it help if, um, because I'm over here and I'm like, expectation equals lie. What if we have facts that can go next to the expectation? Well, what I'm saying is like, remember in the book when it's find the lie. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is when you find the lie, the lie is not in the reality. Like the reality is the truth. This is what happened. Yeah. Right. But the the lie is finding, Okay, what was it that made me figure out or I found out that he was really married? Okay, the reality was he's married. Now, the expectation was, of course, that he wouldn't be. But now the lie is going to be what made me think that he wasn't. Mm -hmm. Then you may say I never even asked. Mm -hmm. The question. Right. I've been there. When I was young, I dated a married man for like six right. months. I had no idea he was married. Exactly. Or I never even, or maybe it was, I didn't have the type of experience that could have put me in a situation where I could have identified the red flags that now would make me understand that this was the case. It's simply never asked. All you needed was a book. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I was I was about 20 years too late, but I tried. I tried. When I was a kid, it was it was an experience that I will never forget. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, how did you deal with it? I'm his, curious. His cousin actually told me, and okay. she said she thought that I knew. Mm. And mm. I, yeah, I was shocked. I was actually in Dallas when I found out. Uh oh. Yeah. I went back to the hotel and I had a conversation with him and I never talked to him again. Wow. Wow. Well, we definitely got to change your outlook on Dallas. <laughs> Courtney, y'all got to set up a trip yes. to come by and visit, man. We, we, we I, do. Like, I like Dallas. I've actually been back. Okay. A lot of times since. Okay. But yeah, he, he was a Texan. Okay. Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now, Marcus, what was that you said? Uh, so, hypothetical versus reality. What was that? Expectation, Expectation over versus reality. reality. Hey, uh, so name any name one thing in your mind that you've ever been really upset or hurt about, and we can use that equation, bring it down and figure it out. Well, I want to I want to uh, tell you something. Okay, uh, my, one of my favorite comedians is Bernie Mac, and uh, and he got um, well. I don't want to get into whole conspiracy with it, but that's for another show. But um, okay. he 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 was when. Um, Barack Obama was running for president. He uh, was uh, asked to in- introduce him, and he mm-hmm. said, and he was like doing jokes and stuff. One of the jokes he said was, uh, his nephew came to him and asked him, "What's the difference between hypothetical and reality?" And he said, "Well, uh, go upstairs and ask your mom. Will she sleep with the mailman hypothetically for fifty thousand dollars?" And she said, "Yes." <laughs> And she said, I'll sleep with anybody for $50,000. He said, well, go ask your auntie. Will she do it? And he said, and she said, yes, I will sleep with anybody for $50,000. So okay. Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac says, so hypothetically, we should be up $100,000. <laughs> but reality is we live in a house with two hoes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is it. I mean, that. <laughs> That is it. Yeah, that was perfect. Your timing was perfect on that one. Hey, I, that was the funniest joke. When I found out Obama, like, they, they, the whole Democratic Party went after uh, Bernie Mac for that. Really? Like, oh, yeah. And and here's the conspiracy, Cherry. This is, you know who I got this stuff from. But it was like, yeah, so they the government took Bernie Mac out. That's how he died because he died at not not too long after that. So that's what oh. conspiracy. That's what that's what the internet conspiracy marks say. So I don't. I know Cherry right. don't like like that stuff. But. <laughs> hey, well I tell you, look, this is one of my 
one of my proudest moments. I don't know if y'all can see this. So nice. I was on the bestseller list with Barack Obama back in 2004. The product was the local nonfiction bestseller. And Hit Dreams for My Father was the national uh, uh, softback, I mean, nonfiction uh, paperback. And nice. so, you know, that was just something. They It was an actual Dallas article. I just had it, you know, made up different. You got to make that I mean. a plaque, uh, that Spotify. You got to make that a plaque, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am. Well, what I'm waiting on is to hit a million. I said okay. when it hits a million, I would actually order the plaque. And you know, put it up. So emotion technician is going to be the one. Okay, I'm confident. No doubt. So I can't. Up. I can't be stopped with y'all's help. No doubt. Uh, hey, so hey, Marcus, we gonna um, play it. Gotta get over anxiety, stress. 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 You feeling low? I guess. With anxiety, stress, but I'ma do my best. We bout to fix this mess. You feeling low, I guess. With anxiety, stress, but I'ma do my best. We bout to fix this mess. See, I really don't like rapping, cause I hate my voice. So it had to be the man, cause it wasn't my choice. But I give it all I got. Now watch as I try to help somebody fix their problem by finding the lie. So sit back and relax and buckle up for the ride on this emotional roller. A coaster that we finna slide Heard you been feeling inadequate They calling you bluff No need to be insecure Cause you already enough You got issues, you can fix it No need to be nervous Cause even luxury cars need to be serviced You can say that you heard this from somebody who cares Saying face them emotions and watch them triggers disappear You feeling low I guess With anxiety, stress But I'ma do my best We bout to fix this mess You feeling low I guess With anxiety, stress But I'ma do my best We bout to fix this mess Cause this life is full of distractions Problems and pain Sometimes it's hard to see the sunshine for the rain but you can get through And as a matter of fact Most of our problems come from not thinking Before we react Hey, you know what I like, man? Um, What's it? How you always, like, like your production be hard You know what I'm saying? You always, like, great, have great production I think that's that's like a, um, a gift you have To take, like, hardcore tracks You know what I'm saying? Like, tracks that have That you wouldn't even think someone would rap what you talking about on um, and, and and flip it on there like i think that's a gift that you got so, and, right, your, and, your right. and your music is catchy man like you, you say stuff is gonna have us you know saying that stuff <laughs> probably all night now i i love i love the fact that you talk about anxiety stress i am an anxiety survivor i've had anxiety since i was a little girl Mm -hmm. And I've totally had to learn to live with it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that I've passed on to my daughter. Okay. And she is trying to learn the keys now. So I think that she'll love that song. Oh, right. Yeah. Good deal. Man, you know, Courtney, that is a Beatmaster West. He's another guy. He's from Port Arthur. He's He's been a producer. I mean, old school. And I mean, made a lot of like Southern hits from back in the day. Okay. And so... The thing is that uh, I had to learn that. Like, I thought that, okay, I needed to find music that sounded like what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started. And then I started thinking, like, that don't work. So let me try to find music that has a real, real, you know, banging to get you going before I even start talking. Oh, and yeah. then that way you could just ride with the words. And you don't even know you absorbing something positive. You just jam into the beat. Mm. Like it. That's like you know, kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, I really appreciate that, y'all, big time. I enjoyed uh, you know, speaking with y'all finally and seeing my folks. Like I said, y'all better not let me catch y'all coming to Dallas without hollering at me. Oh man, now, you invited us four times, so I gotta do it now. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Please, you guys, if you have little ones. If you've never been taught the tools yourself about emotional intelligence, please find the lie and fix the problem. There is a book and there's a workbook that goes along with it. 
it breaks down so easy that my seven-year-old is actually working on the workbook herself. I beg you, especially (laughs) our young black men, if you are a parent, buy this, sit down, talk to them about emotional intelligence. They don't need to learn it coming from a detention center or prison. They need to know it before they get to high school. Amen. And it is an audio book on Audible. Okay. For Find a Live, Fix the Problem. Where I'm actually reading it. And if you go through the workbook, if somebody wants to go through, they can just type Find a Live, Fix the Problem workbook. And I'm reading the workbook too. So I can go, they can go along with it with me from YouTube. Nice. And don't forget about the emotion technician is going to be available on Spotify next week. And we're going to try to get that one to be the one. So I can come back and talk to you guys when I get the plaque. Love it. And, and it's not a hard read. I just want to let you guys know it's 90 pages. And my daughter actually read it in three days. Okay. And so if she That's can good. read it, I think everybody yeah. can. She read, read the book and she's doing the workbook? She read the book and she's doing the workbook and she's seven. Wow. That's amazing. Man, we, thank you so much. And just to let you know that, you know, every day we read 20 minutes a day. Okay. So she read 20 minutes a day. And I think she might have cheated one day. She might have read like 30 or 40 because she okay. to get it done. Yeah. But it's no more than a week project for your child. Okay. That's good. That's a good habit too. I need to really put that into implementation. The 10 minute, I mean, a 20 minute read mandatory. That's a good one. Oh, their vocabulary soars like you wouldn't even imagine. Right. It's like I can see my son looking at like, you about to do what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it sounds like it's something that's so hard, Marcus, but honestly, it's one of the first things that we do in the morning instead of doing it in the evening, because in the evening, you're always trying to like rush them off to go to sleep. So we have a habit. She goes potty. Mm-hmm. And then we get in the bed and we snuggle for 20 minutes and she reads to mommy the way I used to read to her when she was younger. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's the easiest way to start the day. Yeah. That's Since nice. Kids don't like to jump out of bed and, you know, get up and rush anyway. It's, you know. Right. I got you. I got you. But, um, Hey, so, uh, did, did that make sense though? The little breakdown on the thing? Did you, was that, did it make sense? Oh, yeah. Baby, it made uh, too much the sense. The expectation reality, like, I mean, did you get the breaking it down, the simplifying it? Equals okay. a lie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. I got you. Well, I have good. a question. So are you doing any kind of, like, mentorship? Like, if somebody does... Um, read your book and, and buys the workbook, if, they, if they're teachers... Is there a way that they can contact you maybe to talk to their class? Sure. Uh, Parker at Gmail. You can send me an email. And what I'm really trying not to do is I don't want to set myself up to be that guy. Like what I do is I work from my home. I do uh, VAT training in like local schools. So we do now because of COVID and stuff, we do it through uh, Zoom. So, you know, so I'm actually able to be like Mr. Dad, uh, Daddy Daycare and still come in here and work. So I don't mind working with somebody here and there, but I don't want to be like, you know, the guy looking for clients, 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 clients. I like, you know, just being at peace and not having a whole bunch of stuff on my plate. If you were going to take clients, is there an age limit that you would suggest? Uh, for me, I would say, I've, I mean, I talk to boys, you know, like the boys in school now in high school age. So like 14, to, you know, 16 and whatnot. That's who I would definitely recommend the book for them or even, you know, older, um, you know, middle school, high school ish. I think your daughter is definitely advanced, but her mom is kind of actively mobile into reading and stuff. But, you know, just in getting it in a normal way. I think 14, 15, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade ish and above. But it's really all about knowing it. Once you get it, you got it. Right. And you can and just we, kind of work on fine tuning it. And we say boys, but we're not trying to leave out the girls. Right. We're not leaving out the girls. I'm just was telling the fact about, you know, what 
I normally talk to. I used to go to the gym and I'll tell you this story before we go. One time I spoke at a school and the kids were all hype. It was like, you know, standing ovation. They were like, yeah, stay driven with the talent you were given. Motivation. As soon as I walked off, a big fight broke out. All I could see was a chair, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and all of this stuff started happening. And see, that's when I was like Mr. Motivation. And so that's what kind of made me turn a little bit and kind of get off of, you know, motivation. Because it's good to motivate people for stuff, but I got to teach them to control them emotions so that they know that when things happen, take that deep breath, relax, don't act off of that first emotion. So that's why you see now more a guy going toward emotional healing. Gotcha. I love it. And I love you and I appreciate what you do. And I love it so much. If you watch Cherry's World podcast on a regular, then his book has been sitting here. There's a little gap right here. And this is your spot, honey. Okay, I got a spot. Yes. <laughs> that is <Amazing>. your spot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Thank you. You are amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And seriously, like probably one of the only people who said, even people that know me. <laughs> they say your name wrong? I'd be like, why you get on here and say my name um, is something y'all don't even know? Like, I'm not no cooking one. I'm not <laughs> French. <laughs> All right. Oh, Cherie. Cherie. <laughs> world. I'd just be like, whatever. Courtney, right. like, and I see Courtney's face sometimes. Is that okay? I'd be like, they ain't gonna get it anyway. So, just, <laughs> so I really appreciate you knowing my name. Thank you very much. I appreciate you knowing my name. Absolutely, absolutely. And Courtney, thank you for everything, brother. Over the years, your consistency sure. has been amazing, and I just need the spotlight that because every time people give, I watch the show, and when every time somebody says, "Oh." Cherry, you did this, and she always kicks it back to you. Well, that was Courtney. And, you know, he just sits back there cool and collected with it. But you deserve your flowers while you're here, brother. I appreciate it, man. I hope I ain't going nowhere no time soon. (laughs) Yeah, I know it, right? You got to be here for it. You got to make your trip to Dallas. You know what? Really quickly, before you guys get off, I just heard you say you got to get the flowers when you get there. That's something else that I also just saw on Instagram that most black men never receive flowers while they're alive. They receive them at their funeral. Two questions. One, have you gentlemen ever received flowers? Hmm. I I haven't. I mean, I had a, what they call it? A a bouquet when they, for like, when I got got married and um, (laughs) for prom, but. um, Yeah. Now that you say that, I believe that's all I've had is that little thing. And I'm glad you knew the name because I didn't know what you call it. <laughs> and I had an edible arrangement that, that was shaped like flowers. That's Edib- awesome. Okay. So if you received flowers, how would you feel about it? Because it broke my heart and instantly I started thinking of a list of men and Courtney, you were one of them that I was like, I need. And my mom said, if you send Courtney flowers, he's going to look at him and be like, why she send me these? Yeah, I don't know. Um, how would you receive it? Mommy told me because the, the men that I named Courtney is like you and my brothers and my boyfriend, things like that. And they were like, no, you can't send none of them flowers. And I was like, really? And she said, they ain't gonna send them a pizza. They'll appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'll definitely appreciate that. Now I know, I know a man who wants some flowers. Like he really, really? yeah, he was, he actually said that before that, like, it don't make no sense that my wife get flowers all the time from me and, and even her girlfriends and all that. I ain't got no flowers yet. I said, you want some flowers? She said, yeah, I'd like to have some flowers one day. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. What about you, Marcus? Like, if you got flowers, how would you receive that? Well, I think for me, I want the appreciation. You know, so like the little Elise, the little Elise Neal thing, for me, that was a flower. Right. You know, if you go behind my back and get somebody to, you know, show their appreciation, because that's really what we're asking for is appreciation. Right. And I think most men would love just to hear you say, I really appreciate you. You know what I mean? And it's like, what? Because that's the thing. We don't get appreciated. The expectation is that you'll work, you bust your back, you'll be an amazing this and amazing that and all of that. And nothing gets said until something is negative. 
you didn't put the toilet seat down. You know what I mean? And then we'll, you know, that's when the energy comes sometimes. And I think that that's what we just have to be cautious of. Make sure that you tell the men in your life that I just appreciate you. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate you. And that, that means so much to people. Because my mama stopped me. She was like, baby, all the men that you name don't none of them want no roses. Because I was like, I'm sending everybody roses. Uh, and she was like, I don't think that they're going to open the door and be like, oh. Yeah, you, could send, you could send some rosé. I like some rosé. That would be nice. Right. You probably send that. I would send legendaire. Oh, yes, yes. yes. There you go. <laughs> But I think as we get more into uh, men are getting more in touch with their emotions and getting more able to speak them. Right. Because normally we'd be around other men at the barbershop and, at the, you know, in the locker room. So we don't get very much real active, cultivated, uh, you know, thought out of those environments. Sometimes they can all be kind of sometimes toxic. Sometimes, you know, just led by whoever is the, the orator there. And that's not usually somebody who has a lot of positive experience sometimes. So that's how we get off track. But I think the next generation is learning that we have to take care of ourselves mentally as well as physically. Queen hmm. okay. Pekin, thank you, gentlemen. You just schooled me. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. And I really appreciate y'all. Always, man, always. What up, Cherry? Heard across the world. The world. Welcome to Cherry's world. world. Heard across the world. The world. Welcome to Cherry's world. world. Representing for every girl. Every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. world. Representing for every girl. Every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.